And we are live and with it. You see, it's just that simple, mate. How are we doing, George? Hey, how you going? Yeah, great. It's uh, it's nice to have you here. I've wanted to have you on for quite a while in terms of like... I appreciate, I appreciate Thank you for inviting me on, Joe. Um, so what's the topic of today's podcast? I take it it's all about me. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah, it's so, a bit about you and, and, you know, stuff like that. Oh, shit. Um, sorry, it's it seems like I'm getting another call. I'm just going to quickly... I don't... Uh, I, I'm not user. I don't know. Just give me a moment. Hold on. Shit. Okay, he's calling again. One moment, George. Just a second. Um, hello? Is anyone... What? Where's that music coming from? Who's that? Hello? Is anyone there? Whoa. Hello. Is this who I think it is? The manager of champions and the owner of Premier Pro wrestling yuri the black oh my goodness guys i've got yuri the black on my podcast videographer the pleasure's all yours to have me on the podcast what is going on i don't know who that other idiot you were talking to was what is oh my goodness i've always wanted to have a wrestle my podcast this music's sick how do wow i Oh my god, I got so many questions. Um Premier Pro Wrestling Owner Sunshine, get it right. I'm not Premier. a wrestler, I am the owner. Oh the owner. Run the damn my show. apologies. Kneeling down to the king. I love it. <laughs> I'm yes. sorry, I'm so excited. I don't know what to do. Um <laughs> kneeling down to the king. Half dying and crawling backstage while the uh, first aid person was freaking out. Am oh. I not am I not right? Am I Yeah, that was that was pretty intense and uh, pretty crazy. Um, I think we'll get to that in a moment, but do you have any wrestling coming up? Yes, I do, champion. Alrighty, on May the 1st at the Sunbury Memorial Hall, that glorious premier pro wrestling venue, we have GCW Gold Class Wrestling versus Premier Pro Wrestling Vendetta. There's already been one match signed for the AIWF National Heavyweight Championship of Australia. We've got the champion Zane Zodiac from that second-rate promotion gold class. We won't worry about them. And then we've got our challenger, our knight in shining armor, our hero, Cletus Blood. He's going to take that championship back home to Premier Pro wrestling oh my goodness <laughs> that is where it's at you've been in the game for quite a while haven't you you could say that i was once a wrestler oh wow once a wrestler yeah wow this is this is so crazy any uh i think we'll explain our relationship between us a little bit i did a little videography job for you a, a little while ago now that must have been ages but um labor free free labor that was actually quite good yeah yeah, Thank yeah. You for that. i have a yeah there's a whole youtube video on my channel about it actually i should announce it right here sorry you're in a black this is a little bit of your thunder uh all so you're my gonna, so you're gonna steal my thunder you're gonna have me on the show and disrespect me oh i'm sorry you, you come you come on my show and you feel bad when I want to plug my things. Excuse you for just a minute, all right? <laughs> all about me, okay? Premier Pro Wrestling versus GCW Vendetta, May the 1st, Sunbury Memorial Hall. Get your tickets. Be there. Look for, look for GCW. Oh, don't look for GCW, but look for PPW or Premier <laughs> Pro Wrestling. PPW Nation on Instagram. PPW Nation on Twitter and look for Premier Pro Wrestling on Facebook. Always bet on black, baby. Hey, that's the catchphrase I was waiting for, baby. What I was going to say was all my podcasts are now going to be on YouTube. They've been on audio platforms alone. I don't have videos yet, but all audio podcasts, including this one, will be on YouTube uh, when this gets released and I will promote that and whatnot. But anyway, um, damn. Dude. Oh, that's so nice to hear from you. Oh my goodness. So yeah, 
We are we're Stop at an event. Up, hey. Stop sucking up, sunshine. Stop sucking up. Oh goodness. Okay. You're telling me how it is. We're at an hey, event yes. ages and ages and ages ago. Like pre-COVID. And you know, it's it's the rumble, right? And I'm shooting video for you and and I all don't need to know about that. That was an insignificant problem in my past. Oh, okay. That goddamn idiot that you had um, before I took over. Oh, uh, there's some guy called George. Um, you know, he's Who's a, that idiot? He's a, he's a friend of mine. He's, he's a bit he's short, fat, and a bit smelly. <laughs> okay, I think I think the illusion's gone now. <laughs> in case in case anyone didn't realize it, George is Yuri so, the Black. I am Yuri the Black, guys. Um, all right, so uh, definitely support Gold Class Wrestling. Look for GCW on Facebook, AIWF Australia on Facebook. Uh, when it comes to uh, Instagram, look for PPW Nation. I uh, look for, I believe it's GCW or GCW brand. Um, as well as that, um, blah, having mental blanks and everything. As well as that, um, I've actually got my own podcast with, um, co- wrestling podcast with Coco Sports. So it's uh, Dave Coco of Coco Sports and Yuri the Black uh, Slow Burn podcast. We're available on all major platforms, very much like your very good podcast, uh, Joe.com. Oh, well, thank you very uh, much. You can find the slow burn on Facebook, uh, kslowburn.podbean.com, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Oh, very, and then very nice. Twitch.tv forward slash Yuri the Black. You can You're jumping the- all around my plan. It's like, it's really funny. Like everything that you're talking about. <laughs> oh, and also find me on twitter and instagram at, at yuri the black and then just look for yuri the black i think it's like pro wrestling manager slash, slash twitch streamer or something on facebook man i'm on most of the socials um yeah some i'm a bit more active than others but just got a whole heap of stuff going on right now so it's been a little bit quieter yeah yeah well you do do a lot of things i think let's go back to the wrestling for a little bit so as you mentioned oh. wrestling manager What's that yes, in terms of difference to a wrestler itself? All right. So obviously the wrestler uh, is the one physically um, taking all the hits and simulating the match, like involved in the match and telling the story, right? So like I tell a story in a different way. So the use of, there's a couple of different uses of a manager. Sometimes we might get, I might get paired with a because I have the ability to speak on a microphone to provoke a reaction. Some people might have the ability to wrestle, but they might not have charisma, for example. I see. So yep. I'm, there help, I'm there to help them them get over, and I'm there to help their opponents get over as well. Because me being a bad guy, I might go. It might get to a particular point in a match where I'll go ahead and build up and be a little bit like that annoying sort of niggling and obviously I'll get I'll get booed because of it because they really want to see the good guy win and then it might be, depends on the situation it might build up Are to you? a point where the more that I do it and then soon as the good guy finally takes me down or punches me out or something like that the crowd go nuts so really there's with the way that it kind of works there's kind of two different types of people in in wrestling the people who can sell tickets and the people who help sell tickets, I, I fall into people helping sell tickets. Gotcha. For helping okay. get everyone over. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, going back to what we were talking about earlier with the, the shitty um, uh, health person, the helper, I forget the name, the nurse, the first aid, the first aid person that was there. Uh, I don't okay, know why that took long. Uh, let's rehash. Look, I'm not going to... It was just, a, it was just yeah, a bad, a bad situation. What, what, I don't want to really badmouth anyone, but it was just, yeah, it was just the, an unfortunate situation. The context um, is, so I I did a videography job for uh, Yuri and what happened was it was the final match of the night and it was the Rumble and there were people coming in. It was in waves and it was, it was very chaotic. Uh, is that fair to well, say? I will admit it was a clusterfuck. 
Yeah. It was fun, but it the fuck. Yeah. And um, what happens is well, my whole job that night was to just follow you around with a camera and grab some things and then give you the footage and chop something up myself. And what happened was um, you get thrown out of the ring. You tumble down. Very good fall. Very good performance. And then you you crawl behind the curtain. There was like a curtain there. And I'm like, I just followed you the entire time with the camera because you're like, oh, it's in character. Cool. I'll keep it up. Then once we get behind the curtain, you haven't gotten up yet. <laughs> and you need to be fit to be in wrestling, at least cardio-wise as well. Asthma doesn't help if you push yourself too hard. Yeah. And that's what kind of happened. I kind of got blown up after taking a double-team move that, in essence, I probably should have said no to considering the people involved or at least one person involved. And I got winded pretty hard. Um, like, I'm not turning around faulting them. I'm like, I'm, I'm, thank you. I'm thankful for the opportunity. It was fun doing it with them and whatever else like that. But yeah, I can't. Anyway, the you're thing. in the back and you're crawling on the ground and I'm like, keep this up. This is good. This is good. And you're like, <gasps> and stuff like that. And then someone's like, oh, he dude. needs his puffer. And then like, I forget who it was. The person who gave you your puffer then, um, Potentially saved your life? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It was like, oh shit, oh shit, you need this puffer, you need this puffer. Yeah. So the the two unnamed wrestlers, a male and a female wrestler, going, oh shit, oh shit, where is it? Right next to where I sat next to you, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, 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 workers. Ran fucking get it, gave it to me, roll over from my back. Oh God, it was. <laughs> And I it's feel... like you're looking at me fucking laughing. It's like you can kind of stop acting now. I'm like, I'm not fucking acting. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah you can, you can give it up now. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. but I'm like, oh my God. I Did felt I felt so terrible after that. I I just had this <laughs> sick feeling in my stomach. <laughs> I just looked at you and shook my head and I'm like, Joe, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... God, good times. Um, yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Yeah. So, um, how did you get into wrestling in the first place? How did I get into like, uh, like apparently according to my mum and stuff like that, I always liked it when I was little. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, but apparently it's more I think from the influence of my actual family because like back in the I think the sixties and seventies or whatever it was. It was always like apparently I think on a weekend after lunch or around lunchtime, wrestling used to be on Channel Nine, and Channel Nine, um, they, yeah, back oh, in the wow. golden days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they used to all hover around the TV. Everyone had to be quiet when the wrestling was on, yeah, because wow. they were like so. That was like the initial thing, right? Um, years later, apparently I did. I I like wrestling, whatever, and I got like. Mum bought me like the rubber wrestlers and whatever else like that and the wrestlers and stuff. And then like my grandfather died in ninety one. I ended up going to Ukrainian school. Um and my best friend who I grew up with, who I'm still friends to this day, he really pushed me and got me into like watching wrestling and stuff. And me and him watched it for fucking years pretty much. Yeah, wow. There was a period of time I think I was banned from watching wrestling. I remember that. Um, <laughs> watching it too much and your roommates just like Come on, get oh, some fresh air. Like wrestling the shit out of each other and fucking destroying. But like the one thing, like me and my friend always used to wrestle in the backyard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. At my house, my house, his house, and his and his granddad's house. <laughs> That's oh, like you granddad, right? Jijul, yeah. me, like <laughs> grandfather in Ukrainian. Poor Jijul's having a fucking coronary. Like obviously, lovely old Ukrainian man. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. Like six right having a fucking coronary at us you sneak back towards it hit him in, I, with a chair <laughs> I, you give me a bad heart i have a bad heart stop fighting you stop fighting because i don't think he understood that we were just being around mucking yeah. around that's one thing that like i always for that sort of stuff and it's like we destroyed a number of beds and Jiju was never happy with us because... well, yeah <laughs> I wanted to add but he's still 
obviously. I have have a similar kind of relationship with wrestling, at least at that point in time, because I've got two brothers. We're all very close in age. And so WWE would come on on TV and we would just wrestle each other around the house and mum would be like, cut that shit out, wouldn't fucking have it. And so that was kind of the end of it for me. And then years later... For Christmas, I got WWE 2K14, and it came in oh, a no. it came in a coffin, like as like it was like a pre order bonus sort of thing, and oh, that was the special edition. There was like, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't there like an Undertaker one, and like there was another one that was probably like a Stone Cold Steve Austin or a Rock special yes. edition. Yes, it was an Undertaker edition, and it had a signed picture of Undertaker on it. And I lost my mind when I saw that. I was like, oh my goodness, the I've got a sign thing from The Undertaker. That's awesome. I love signatures. But that, I played that game for like 10 fucking minutes and then I stopped. <laughs> I can't remember oh, what I was man, doing I'm, or what kept me yeah. occupied. Like, this, like, because what was it? It used to be the whole, um, what was it? It started as like, SmackDown games, and then it was like SmackDown versus Raw, and then it went to WWE, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember the, um, SmackDown 2, Know Your Role. I got it for my birthday, had my best friend in high school stay over, and we like quite literally stayed up to like fucking midday the next day before I fucking went to bed <laughs> playing it. <laughs> and then it's like I quite literally got up, started playing it, and then my mom had to drag me away for dinner. Like, yeah, and then I just went straight back to playing it again. <laughs> like, like, that, was, that was the best shit back in the day, man. What was, can you remember the first time you went wrestling or you were part of the performance? Oh, yeah, man. I remember I was shitting myself, dude. <laughs> it's like you met Mike, the owner of Alpha, yeah? The think, actual uh, owner of Alpha, where I, I think, played on that. I think so, yeah, yeah. Manson. Mike Manson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know him, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I crippled more wrestlers than polio. I, I was going to ask who said that. That is the Manson. most, that is the funniest one. Can you explain oh, how I, that, I sorry. Out of, out of respect, I'm going to ask him, but I'm going to fucking steal that line because that's like the best line ever. I've crippled more wrestlers than polio. That's, uh, that's the best. <laughs> it's um, the best line. What was the context of him oh, saying that? Who was he saying that to initially? And Fuck, who was it? I think he was in a triple threat match. I think it was supposed to be like Captain Alpha versus Mike Manson versus Tass Alexander. Tass ended up winning that triple threat match to become the final ever Alpha heavyweight champion. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a whole promo thing, and that was great. So going back to when I first started, so it was like when I was first on a show, um... It was PCW Slam at least between 2002 to about 2004. I, I had my first match. Um, had like obviously Mike Manson in the locker room. Uh, my trainers at the time were Jungle Cat, Skyhawk. Um, you guys that you probably would you wouldn't know their names. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm actually I, assuming most people don't know what the fuck you're talking about with any of these names, but keep oh, it yeah. going. Your passion is unbelievable. Oh, mate, it's it's insane. It could be absolutely mental, yeah? Yeah. You know, you know how passionate I am about my wrestling. Like, dude, I don't think I've really stopped talking about fucking Saturday night, but that we'll, we'll discuss that a bit later. Yeah. Um, like, I'll, like, I'll never forget it. Like, fucking obviously... I was so passionate about my wrestling, yeah. I do one thing wrong and I go, nah, nah, I can't do it. I quit, I quit, I quit, rah, rah, rah. I went through the whole stop, start bullshit a little bit. Yeah. I fuck, but I still kept going to training. And then it was like, I was given the ultimatum, all right, like by Daniel Swagger, who I debuted against. He's like, all right, he goes, bro, he goes, I know you can do it. If you fuck up one thing, don't. He goes, promise me one thing. If you don't crack the shits and walk for fucking one thing up, I'll talk to the promoter and we'll get you bo- and I'll get get you your first match on a show against me. Yeah, right. And I'm like that little fire under my ass. I fucked up. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's fucking do this. And it just it gave me that confidence boost. Yeah. And wow. then what happened? That fucking Friday or Saturday night. But lo and behold, young 
Crowley Rose, which was my original wrestling name, got his debut match against Daniel Swagger, who was the PCW Slam champion in a non-title match. He didn't have to, but he fucking put me over. Wow. I, 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 won, the, I won my first match. Oh, wow. I think I only ever won like, fucking two matches in my entire wrestling career. In my life. <laughs> but, but not that I give a shit, really. Yeah. Um, you found your place I, as the villain, though, which is which is pretty cool. Years later, it's like, what was it? I did it. I think I had like fucking eight months to a year off. And then I think there was another fucking wrestling promotion one or two years later. And I joined them. I did that. I think one of the last things I did with them, it was basically a face run, a good guy run. And then I did a little bit of bad guy stuff in between. And then they turned me on my very last show. I went full heel uh, with a manager, my mate, Baron Valiant, um, who I still wish was in wrestling. He, he, he was so good at getting heat, heat, getting heat with the crowd. Fucking amazing. Like I just, I didn't have to do anything. He just had to open his mouth. But at that point in time, I was like, obviously, years later, it's like I've able to live live life. I like I'm one of those people. It's like I love people, but I fucking hate people at the same time. So I've actually <laughs> that's me. It's funny how you mentioned the crowds because I'm not sure if I've told you this yet, but I'm back into stand up comedy and doing it properly. You mentioned that we haven't had much of a conversation around that. Yeah, but Joe. it's it's funny. It's funny that you um talk about um crowds and stuff like that. I've only really I've only done stand up twice. I bombed the first time and I did well the second time. But one thing, the audience was about the same number. Let's give or take four people or something like that. And yeah. the key thing was when you have different energies from crowds, it can really change how you go and the energy you got from the most recent time. It was so good. You feed off the crowd. It depends on the reaction. It depends on how they perceive you and stuff like that. And it's like, the thing that I like, it's just like, I have to either say or do certain things, but it's like, in a way, I think when I play a bad guy, it's not about, so I guess there's a big difference because you want to know my opening line usually was whenever I jumped on a microphone. For those of you who don't know me, that's already instilled like, oh, who's this guy? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've, um... I turned around and said, you all know who I am. My name is Yuri the Black. I'm the PPW, Premier Pro Wrestling owner. Yeah. The, and the, fucking enough. Yuri the, the Black. Yuri the Black is overly confident. Like, I love it. Oh, it's really mate. cool. Massive, like the way that I look at it, the way I I've kind of described it, and I kind of see it. Yeah, yeah. You've got me, you've got George, right? Because you know how I am. I'm generally like I like to fuck around. I like to have fun. I'm generally pretty outgoing. But it's like compared to Yuri the Black, it's like as you know, it's like I've got this switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My character, myself. Yuri the Black is the biggest bag of fucking dicks. <laughs> you nice. agree with that? Would you? Yuri the Blacks. Yuri the Blacks are a grade A asshole. Like, it's it's not that nice. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just like, oh, mate, sure you do that more. Shut up, you idiots! Oh, I want to ask you something about what you said earlier. But do you remember the moment for me that I realized that we were going to be good friends? When was that? So, I've mentioned Magic every fucking podcast. We're playing Magic at the old games oh, yeah. lab, and you were playing. Um, I forget who we're playing with, but it, that's not really the point. You were a little bit unwell, and so you were taking some painkillers at the time. And um, somewhere along just chatting and banter, you mentioned that you were a wrestler. And so yeah. I kept on asking questions about wrestling. I was fascinated on the get-go. And eventually what happened was... Um, you just kept we somehow we talked about drugs in wrestling and you're like, Oh yeah, some people do it, yada yada, the culture, XYZ. Oh, I'm like, oh, I'm a typical I'm a typical wrestler. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. You can shake some drugs and everybody goes, Who wants to be my friend? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so we were you were having a laugh about that. But then like like I don't know, fifteen minutes later you pulled out um the Panadol to have 
and we're like, oh, drugs, all drugs. And then you said, yeah, I'm going to go to the back room, cover it, crush it up, put it on a tea towel and shove it up my ass. <laughs> That's a joke, yeah, that's a joke. It was the most r- random line ever, but it was so funny. It killed everyone on the table, probably the table next to us and behind us as well. The whole store was laughing. Yeah, half the people were like, what the fuck? Is this guy fucking, is this guy all right? <laughs> yeah, you got a couple dirty looks. Um, you yeah, see- well, Crushing up the pan at all, putting it in a paper towel, like putting it in a paper towel, wetting it and sticking it up your ass. <laughs> it's so crackhead. I love it. Um, what I was going to ask, you mentioned wrestling trainer. What's a wrestling trainer? Person who teaches me how to do my art form. Like, and to do the actual, like what we learn in wrestling. Like you break falls, you like, Break falls, move. Is um, it close? Is it closer to like a PT, or is it more like a choreographer in on a set or in a musical? So, think of training. Let's just say if I was to train in a sport, think of it like that. Okay, it's a sport. Okay, wrestling. Like, all right, wrestling is a sport, but it's also entertainment. That's the thing that I found really, really fascinating about going to it. It is a show and these people putting it on, they're planning it. They've got, you know, there's a lot of thought going into it. Mm. Oh man. It's like, I guess the best way I can describe people involved in wrestling, right? Like it's, it's like you, as you know, you can meet really creative people, really talented people. Yeah. Yeah. As you've seen and you were like, like, and I'm pretty sure that I looked at you a couple of times and you're like, oh, fuck, this is like your eyes lit up when you saw certain things. When I saw you from re- doing the recording when I was out at ringside with you. Yeah, yeah. Like with my. That's six foot seven um, wrestler Draven from Sweden or whatever. Is I think that was him. He was huge. And we're all in the back. This is my probably one of my favorite other moments from that night when I went. We're all sitting in the back preparing for the Rumble. And <laughs> the thing I got to, you got to also people notice everyone talks about how behind the scenes our community is super friendly and stuff like that the wrestlers in the change rooms they were super nice and chill and they were planning everything and it was all the brotherhood that was shared with everyone was super nice it is a bit of a brotherhood it definitely is like obviously just like every workplace is always going to be people that you like and don't like but it's kind of like at the same time we kind of do need to protect protect the business and protect the behind the scenes because it's like, look, we're, yeah. we're kind of like magicians, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. obviously, every every like I hate using this word. Um, I, I'm not going to use the f word because I hate that word and I hate it when people describe wrestling as the first word f the last the last part of the word is ache. Um, I hate oh, I hate that word. Okay, yeah, right. Yeah, we we are a lot like magicians if you think about it. Yeah. Yep. We there's there's an awareness that you're putting you, on a show. How you the illusion you get? We once we get that hook and we drag you in, you get where I'm coming from. Yes, absolutely. So you get dragged in, you have your suspended belief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Much like okay. any other performer, or much like much like a magician yeah yeah we got elements of the business that we also need to protect yeah absolutely anyway the moment that i loved it's it's just simple everyone was singing i want it that way there's a clip of it on the youtube video and it's just super delightful and wholesome and it's like oh this is super cute but it's funny how like we had a lot of fun you know how like people was yeah it was probably like all of one or two good guys and all the rest of them were the bad guys singing it, including myself. No, but that's not the point. It was, oh, in terms of like people who are actually assholes behind the scenes and stuff like that. Not assholes, but I'm saying like in terms of like, obviously you got the, the people who perform their characters are the heels and their characters are the faces. Heels being a bad guy, face being a good guy. But if you noticed in that video, it was most of the bad guys singing it rather than the good guys. 
I'm not going to name names just yeah, to yeah, yeah. Protect, protect the people. But if you think about it, it's like, really? It's more fun playing a bad guy in all honesty. Oh, yeah? <laughs> you're so good at it that you've just, you're just totally lost in the character. The only acting I've really done was when I was... That's because I've learned to hate people over time. <laughs> yeah, I just hate people right now. I'm very present with my hate. So if I see someone I don't like, it's very much like... What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, right? <laughs> Can I tell you what? I'll but take like, I'll you, two stories about how I almost got in fights with people. Real fights. Not not wrestling fights. Real fights. Um, I was in line at a subway. Wrestling is real, bro. Wrestling is real. Sorry, sorry. I almost got into some real wrestles on the street with <laughs> some strangers. Um, the first one was at Subway. And oh, wow. I'm, I was at a cle- I was at a bad state. This is a very embarrassing story, but um, we were. I was just waiting in line. It was busy, and it was at the the end of semester. So there was a lot of assignments, and there was a lot going on in my mind. Anyway, a guy nonchalantly just cuts in front of me, and is standing in front of me, and I'm like, "Hey, you cut in front of me," and he's like, "So what?" And I'm like, "I'll rip out your fucking eyeball. Stand behind me." <laughs> this guy looked at me and he goes now just mind you i'm six i'm about six three so my my height can be if i get angry and people realize how tall i am they can get quite intimidated this guy looked back and was like oh fuck all right and stood behind me i got my sandwich i left the sword and i was like what the fuck did i just do what why did i say that to that stranger that was yeah. so unnecessary <laughs> With him being a fucking twenty-one-year-old, six-foot-three fucking <laughs> lanky freak, and me being a fucking short-ass thirty-seven-year-old, average height, five-foot-seven, it's fucking quite outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other time was this is more recently. I was at a bar. Um, I was at Moondog World actually. I love that place. I want to do a Moondog podcast. Um, I'll explain the concept later, but. Um, we're just hanging out and there's some girls with us, us women, and there was this dude standing behind one of the women that we were with and he was just weirdly standing there idly. Like if she's facing the table, he was standing at about five o'clock and he just wouldn't move. And the, the guy sitting next to me goes, this dude's been standing behind um, Bella for quite a while. Bella's a placeholder name. Um, and we're like, we should, we should do something about Bella and say something. And right as we were about to say something, he like brushed past her and then walked off and I was fuming and I just wanted to hit the dude, but like, I'm glad I didn't hit You got to protect your female friends that you're out with as well. It's like, friends are practically like family. Yeah. It's like, we don't want nothing to happen to them. It's like fucking, it's just like, you don't like creepy cunts fucking creeping up on your friends. All the guys are usually in the group a bit protective of the female thing. Yeah, yeah, a bit, of, al- a bit of alpha personalities come out like, hey, hey, you over there, fucko, and stuff like that. And Yeah, fucko. Nah, but that's the thing though as well. I was having a great time. We were laughing, we we're having a vibe. It was the women's tennis, pardon me, little burp, a women's ten- the women's tennis final. Naomi Osaka won, it was great. We're having such fun. But then this guy has to be fucking creepy and weird. And it just totally made me, it worked me up so quickly. I was like, oh, I would. I'm going to fucking, would, yeah. Yeah, damn. What we were talking about earlier. <laughs> uh, about the wrestling and shit. And then it's just evolved from there. <laughs> yeah. That's just typically how it goes with this podcast. I'm going to learn to be a little oh, bit boy. more free flowing with, conversations and let things drag away man we've talked we've kept on talk but it's like you know that when you and i catch up yeah outside obviously outside of this podcast we sit there and talk about just hey what's going on what's fucking going on with work oh hey how's how's your love life going what the fuck's going on with this girl that you're done yeah 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 and it's like most of the time it's like what the heck are you playing at the moment with that combo and yada, 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 yada. but it's like 
when we actually have a proper conversation, we just it fucking flows off into random shit. Oh yeah, so, absolutely. But that's kind of like. But it's like even I even I get bored of fucking talking about wrestling every five fucking minutes. You know, like. I, yeah. I fucking need something else to talk about. I have too. you on to talk about wrestling, so I hope you don't mind talking about it for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, it means a lot that you've invited me on, like, my podcast, like, the podcast that I do with Coco Sports, The Slow Burn, right? Like, we've probably had, like, about five episodes so far, but we're talking actual, like, industry-related stuff, and it's broad, not just, like... I've got most my- of the podcasts out there. They do show reviews, or they might have like the fucking the big wrestlers on there, or they have like fucking interview, interview, interview. We talk at like, um, I think our first episode it was like when me and my mate, because my mate Dave Coco, yeah, like I think early to mid two thousands in Florida used to actually book and run wrestling promotions in America. Dang, that's so cool. Where he has his expertise of that, so he's on the booking and promoting side where I'm the performer. I've got my idea, like, he's got his idea of how, how wrestling should be. I've got my idea. And it was like we, the first episode, we talked about what we what we want or what we'd like to see in particular wrestlers. Like, yeah, right. It almost like a do and don't in a pro wrestler, right? But his do and don'ts are pretty much very different to what I want to see or what I don't want to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was kind of wrestler, so like that was just one. And then like we had another episode about what we call kayfabe, so pretty much protecting the business. Explain kayfabe, actually. Yeah. Kayfabe. All right. So kayfabe. Hang on. Let me actually. It's like I know what kayfabe is. I understand kayfabe, but I'm gonna have to actually get a well structured sentence to actually explain it properly so people out there would understand yeah no worries if you want to look up i just i will explain actually in the meantime talking about our podcasts Uh, and sort of what we want and things like that um i'm still trying to figure out the identity of this podcast according to the dictionary yep right kayfabe like obviously just to give a little bit of backstory kayfabe is essentially a term that all the way back from like the carny days when wrestling used to be a carnival attraction. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. Kayfabe, noun, informal, in professional wrestling, <laughs> the fact or convention of presenting stage performances as genuine or authentic. Yeah. 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 So the whole, the whole idea is that like back in the day, right? Yeah. Wrestling. Yep used to be recorded as a real sport. Yeah, right. That every, like now, everything was predetermined, but it was masterfully covered up and like people actually believed it. And then just over time, in the early days, people going, oh, like it's predetermined, all that sort of stuff, or people slipped in matches. It's like, um, yeah. So it used to be considered a real sport and we protected it that much to that point in time, right? Yeah. And it's like, but with the way that it works out, because in wrestling you need heroes, you need villains, you don't have the heroes associating with the villains whatsoever. Unless you've got a specific story or a special storyline, no. They yep. hate each other, yep. keep them away from each other. You do not have them in the same place at the same time unless that they're in the wrestling ring or doing a performance or being told to do a specific spot on a show in the venue, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. 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 Or, yeah. or hyper show against each other. Yeah. Right. That's a very good insight. Thank you. Anyway, I think nah, what, what I did, it's like there's this whole thing about why is kayfabe dead? When did kayfabe die? Yeah. It's uh... so it, it was just, yeah, it's like, one like according to the Google thing, like one of the questions was like, "Why is kayfabe dead?" And I think it was like from one of the websites, like according to popular critical opinion, kayfabe died when Vince McMahon admitted wrestling was a performance to avoid sanctions by various state athletic commissions, and was eulogized with the dawn of modern internet uh, to the mid to late nineties. See, so nice. it's just it, that comes down to the evolution of wrestling and the way that everything kind of changed because. 
in America, you actually go to certain states. Like pro wrestling that I do, the performance, I know Huge that if you in go Texas. to Georgia. And Georgia, yeah, yeah, yeah. More so Georgia, right? Yep. You have to actually physically apply for a wrestler's license. Yeah, right. You're actually governed by the sporting body. Jesus, okay. That's, that's kind certain of... places you have to have a wrestling license, otherwise you cannot perform. Yeah, right. That's that's. Is it a long process to get a wrestling license? I don't know. Um, many years ago, I was talking to a promotion in Georgia about when I was looking at coming to America, and then that all fall through, fell through. Um, but um, yeah, like apparently, like this a couple of states where you have to quite literally get a wrestling license in order to perform. Yeah. Wow. That's very. Huh. It's funny how that works. Oh yeah, but man. then again, it's like in America as well. There's, I think, it's the SAG, the actors uh, thing, and you know, you have to be registered to be able to become an actor. And there's definitely rules about Broadway. And then again, there's different conventions for London and Australia or wherever you're performing. Like, you know, you need different things and stuff like that. And it's interesting how how formalized it's become. You don't necessarily see wrestling as a particularly formal event or you know it's not thought of particularly formally or contemporary or anything like that but clearly there are a lot of formalities involved in it oh yeah it's it's like kayfabe is essentially protecting backstage secrets and like but it's like the funny thing is people might shit on wrestling because it's predetermined and i'm not like i said i hate using that f word yep right but the thing is that if Ake. you really think about it, wrestling is actually a lot more real than a lot of people give it credit for. Yeah, we do stuff to protect each other. Yeah, you know. You, you take hits in a certain way. You fall in a certain way. But pe- when people get yeah. hurt, they're getting hurt. We get hurt for real and everything that we do still hurts. Like if I get picked up and throw down, I'm going to feel it the next day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're aware or even when you're um like performing on a football field right because that's a performance in itself even though that it like for some people it's an actual job you get where i'm coming from yeah absolutely right? yeah yeah because they go ahead and do the training and stuff like yeah, that. dusty martin dusty fun. martin has to be dusty martin every time he walks into the g or anywhere else like he is putting on a performance do you get what i mean yeah uh, yeah, I think um, what I was actually going to say earlier, this is slightly off topic, but it's important to what I was going to say earlier when we're talking about podcast identity and um, just my podcast quickly. I am still trying to work out what exactly this is. I've had a musician on, an actor on, now you, upcoming. I don't want to give away who I've got coming on, but I've got some interesting people coming on and they're not necessarily entertainers per se. And it's very exciting um, I think I've got the next three weeks booked for guests, which super That's awesome, dude. Yeah, it's super cool. Um, and I don't know if I want to do sound effects and little openers like what we did earlier. <laughs> but that was fun, by the way. I think uh, it's, all, it's all fun, man. It's all fun. Yeah. Um, I do have a couple other sound effects. Tell me if you recognize this one. See Mick Jones. Do you know that what one? Was that? See Mick Jones. Play it again. I'll play it no, loud. I don't know it. See, Mick That's, um, his name is Scott Steiner. And there's a great video where he's like, you know, all men aren't created equal. And if, you know, you put me in a three-way match, small Joe, no, we don't oh, got any chance. 33 and a th- you a take your 33 and a third chance and you take that 25. And, <laughs> and you get mine. That was the best promo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he goes, Senior Joe, the numbers don't lie, and they spell disaster for you. That's sacrifice. But if you think about it, right, and the thing that I love about wrestling too, yeah? Yeah. Sometimes the shitter it is, the better it gets. Yep. (laughs) And that was a good example of something that was just utter shit. Yeah. But it's one of the most legendary, memorable promos ever. Yep. (laughs) That's very good. Um, the other sound effect that I've got. Three and three, 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 winning. They're on sixty-six and no <laughs> chance of winning. 
<laughs> I got a 141 and two third chance of winning, which is a certainty. Fucking idiot. Anyway, <laughs> here's the other one. Tell me if you recognize this. Tell me if you can guess the voice. I'll be impressed. The very famous K Rudd Memorial Between the Legs Melbourne Dog Shop. Shall I play it again? It's not bloody Kevin Rudd. The very famous K Rudd Memorial Between the Legs Melbourne Dog Shop. That is Kevin Rudd, uh, former Australian Prime Minister. <laughs> Two out of the five Prime Ministers we had in five years. Um, my, oh, don't get me started. Like, I, I hate politics, but. You know, we're like, not going to talk about politics, don't worry. This is, like it's, our politics are shambles, but it's not as bad as fucking the United States if you think about it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the thing I just want to say is, so I'm not sure if you know about this meme, but there's videos of Kevin Rudd playing handball or downball or foursquare. There's a lot of different names for it. Do you know what I'm talking about, that game? You played yeah, it in high yeah, school. Yeah, yeah. So there's a video of him playing it in, I think, I Trinity. Primary school, mate. That was, that, that was like, oh... Hey, you want to play Foursquare? What was it? King, Queen, Jack, and Dunce? Yeah, exactly. I had that. Here's what we did, though. We yeah. Instead of doing it in a square, we had it in a straight line, and it really made the play quite dynamic and interesting. Like, Oh, wow. We we had the, we had the, um, like, the force, like, the actual Foursquare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that, that, that's what was painted on the actual on the tarmac outside on the playground oh you had it painted so actually, we, we just had to cool. use grooves in the tiling and stuff like that you know we were very ghetto oh, with yeah, our yeah. <laughs> and that's what we did if we didn't have the um like the the paint outlines yeah yeah and if a kid like swore near a teacher suddenly the teacher would ban playing a four square in that area oh wow yeah that was the school i went to anyway <laughs> anyway Kevin Rudd, he played he played down ball. I think it was at Trinity, which is one of those like premium schools in Melbourne. And over COVID, he um released a video about how to do various shots, including the the very famous K Rudd Memorial between the legs, Melbourne dog shot. Yeah, <laughs> and I just find that line really funny. And he did a whole video it's about. Sorry? It's a convoluted it's a very convoluted line that he said to Yeah, the The very famous K Rudd Memorial Between the Legs Melbourne Dog Shot. The very famous K Rudd Memorial Between the Legs Melbourne Dog Shot. It doesn't make any sense. His descriptors are way out of order. Like <laughs> But yeah, I he yeah. made a whole video about downfall and it was it was pretty funny. But it's weird to see an Australian ex-prime minister <laughs> make a fucking YouTube video about downball. <laughs> that's just, yeah, that's just weird. He's probably got nothing to do in his spare time since he's not in power. Like, yeah, his, um, his 250,000 pension, his private driver, his beard. His... Uh, he, he, he can give me some of that money if he wants. Like, <laughs> fuck <laughs> Um, I think oh. another thing about um you that people should also know, you're a streamer. Yeah, um, I haven't actually done it recently just due to some personal stuff that's been going on, but yeah, I am a streamer. Um I'm, what's that I'm like? guessing you can call me a variety streamer. Like I had you on my stream and shit like that, and we were talking shit and being funny, and I had another friend fucking be a smart ass and going, Oh, you're all right, Joe. George's an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's freaking like hammering me on my assholes. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. What got you yeah, into no, streaming? Like, sorry, what was that? What got you into streaming? COVID, man. I'm like, <laughs> fuck it. I'm going to, I'm going to, like, because I started watching, I'm um, like a friend of, like, a buddy of mine that I've known for, like, I think close to 20 years when I first played WWE Raw Deal, one of the first card games that I played. Like, Magic was the first. Yeah. But I wasn't playing at that point in time. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. um, so I ended up going into his channel and stuff, and then I think he ended up actually getting me into watching um, Marty the Moth, Martinez, who was a former Lucha Underground champion, and I know Marty now. I fucking love Marty. I'm looking forward to hopefully working with him one day. Nice, um, nice. Fucking really, really gifted wrestler. Really good guy. Um, 
And yeah, I'm like, after a while, I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Oh, what? I've got this Twitch gimmick on my Xbox. I think I'll start streaming the games that I'm going to play. Yay. Yeah, nice. Um, Like just, yeah. And that kind of kicked me off. It was just like off the Xbox, but it's like, I had no headset. I had no cam. And it was just, that's how I started. Yeah. So I played like Warhammer 40k Inquisitor, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2. They were my main games that I played a bit of NHL 20. Yeah, right. Then, obviously it evolved. Like, oh, look, I got a headset. Then after time, it's like, oh, look, I've all of a sudden got money. I'm going to spend like almost $3,000 on a computer setup. I know. That's what I've done. So- I spent that much on a computer, 600 on a monitor, and then like 800 like, on my soundboard. Like... <laughs> One of one of my coworkers is giving me two 1080p monitors for nothing very soon. Really? Can yeah, I have I'm, one? Dude, I'm like, I I dude, I can probably actually get you one as well. No fucking way. I I need a, a third monitor oh, makes oh, me complete. Because it's like I think apparently she's got so many like spare ones just lying around. It's like I've got I've got a old monitor that I got off a friend. Yep. And then I've got one that I, I paid like i think close to 300 bucks it's like one of those it's one of those um those arced screens if you get what i'm saying yeah yeah, yeah the curved yeah yeah curved screens i've got a, a 4k monitor curved samsung yeah nice. well, mine's not 4K, but it's really really good and then i got like this old ben cube but like the dual monitors are like dude it's like i ended up getting what was it that i ended up buying the like over time, I ended up buying the PC. I got the Elgato capture card. I got the Nari Razer Ultimate headset. I've got the Blue Yeti mic, the Logitech C922 Pro streaming webcam, two fucking monitors. I ended up like spending almost um close to three or four hundred dollars on an Elgato keylight or however much it was at the time. Um, I've ended up purchasing a Stream Deck which I can program it and press like to seamlessly transition from streams, have videos play on my stream, have sounds play, have images pop up and disappear. That was the thing with the soundboard I bought. Like I knew if I could, if I wanted to do a podcast, I needed a soundboard and that's how I've been doing the sound effects and stuff like that and putting you on and whatnot. Oh yeah. Um, and it's like the great thing is about the stream deck, which is basically a soundboard. You can program it to do just about anything you need to do it. It doesn't yeah. have to be used for streaming. Like that's, so that, awesome. that's how good it is. Um, yeah. What's uh? And then it's like what was it? I forked out like seven hundred bucks to get a secret lab Dark Knight chair. So I got like the secret lab <laughs> Batman chair. Nice. And it's a sexy chair. I just got like. The reason I have my chair is my older brother for his birthday, we got him a new chair and then we have like wooden floors. And so I added a link afterwards. Um, I had a chair that was good. And so I sent um, dad a message with um, these two. He was going to get the chairs through office works and through his work so he could get tax deducted, etc. There's like little mats that you put on the ground that protects your floor that you have your chair on. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And um, I said, and two of these with the link next to it. Instead, my dad got two brand new chairs and he's like, well, fuck. <laughs> and so then I got a new chair out of it. Yippee. Oh, that's awesome, dude. That is so good. It's, kind of, it's just an yeah, office no, chair. It's no. nothing like extravagant. It's not a gamer's chair. I don't need a gamer's chair. But, but like, dude, really, if you think about it, buying an ergonomic chair is actually a lot better than buying a gaming chair. Oh yeah, yeah. This is this is super comfy. What games are you currently I, playing? At the moment, like seriously, I'm actually quite boring. I've got uh I play Star Wars The Old Republic on PC and Star Trek online, so it's a bit nerdy for by a lot of people's standards. Well, here's my standards. I just play Peggle at the moment. That's the I only... like that game. I haven't played it in forever, though. Okay, the reason I'm playing it, though, is I'm trying to get 100% in all of the levels, like clearing all the pegs. It's harder than it sounds, and I've only got two levels left to go. 
it's giving me conniption fits. <laughs> Where did you buy it? Did you buy it or is it? I bought it on um I bought it on Steam because there's achievements and so I can show you on my Steam account. Um oh, here awesome. I got the hundred percent. Um I don't know, there for a while I, I went back and played like Command and Conquer, Command and Conquer three, Command and Conquer Red Alert two, Command and Conquer Red Alert three. Uh all that shit. I fucking I love my Command and Conquer games which I pull out and play every once in a while. Yeah, I right. played Borderlands 2 for a little bit. Um, Borderlands played- 2 is so good. Oh my god, I love it. Um, I played Dead by Daylight pretty hardcore for a while, but then it got to a point where it got so toxic. I'm like, I'm not fucking playing this shit again because I'm, I'm. I got to a point where I just ended up cracking the shits because just tunneling fucks. I just hated dealing with people that just constantly hard targeted me, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. All that sort of shit. And I'm just like, fucking, I got over it. Yeah, right. And I started actually getting all right and getting out of, um, like, certain ranks and stuff like that. But uh, I, I, I can, like, I've got all the expansions, I think, except for the newest one. But it's like, I can't, I, I can't bring myself to go back and download and play it again. Yeah, right. I haven't had any, I, uh, yeah, one thing I wanted to also talk to you about, you love posting about your working out and your exercising. And I've recently... Oh, because, my in, in recent times, just because of like, look, I'm going to fucking be honest there. I Look, I, I'm just like most people out there. I suffer from some kind of mental health issue. Yeah. Depression, ADHD, and anxiety. So I got depressive anxiety disorder. So I'm on new meds. And that just totally fucking killed my motivation to go to the gym. Yeah, I um earlier this year I experienced a couple hardships. I'll, I'll get into them at a different time, I think. But yeah, yeah, um, I just totally lost motivation to just do a lot of things. Um, I've never been on any meds or anything like that. But I weighed myself just randomly recently, and I found that I was the heaviest that I wanted to be. Um. Now really? this is gonna this is gonna sound like a little bit pricky and privileged and whatnot. I I was weighing in at like ninety four and a half kilos, and that to me was alarming. Now there's people who, which are uh, in terms of pounds, that's something like two oh eight or two ten, two twelve, something like that. So, mm-hmm. um, that to me was a wake up call. I'm like, okay, I've got to really like step shit up and get back into it and so my main thing now is cardio i ride the exercise bike for half an hour every day i just go on my phone i watch youtube and i i ride the bike um i feel better during the day for cardio i like treadmill um i can't run i I don't have any legs i just can't run (laughs) i don't run i just walk or power walk or walk a bit faster and then it's like with that, I like very much like yourself, YouTube, Twitch, might have Netflix on my phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it just, it, right, it, but the not, time just flies by. My favorite workouts are anything where I work, like my arms or my, sh- like my arms, shoulders, maybe a little bit of the back that sort of connects up to the shoulders and stuff like that. Yeah. I just, I, I, I like that. And it's like, yeah, it's just yeah. I just, I just like the way that with the way that my arms and stuff like the 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 toning at least of my shoulders and different stuff kind of look and stuff and like because it looked good and I felt like it made me feel really confident. Yeah, I still I still feel like I look fat. So I've lost two kilos. So and I wanted to lose six. So I'm a third of the way there for my weight goal. But the first two kilos, yeah. I'm pretty happy with myself. The first two kilos are the easiest two to lose. The other thing I'm doing is for this week, I've cut carbs. I, I fucking want carbs so badly. Every, any, the best food has carbs in it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No I've bread, no rice, no pasta, no chips. I fucking love hot chips. I'm crazy for hot chips. <laughs> crazy for hot chips. So, yeah, I, I wake up. As soon as I wake up, I'm on the bike. I, like... The thing about me and exercising as well is I don't necessarily like exercising per se. I like feeling good afterwards and I like 
the motivation that I'm feeling and just food tastes better, I sleep better. All those better feelings that come later are good. Getting on the bike and waking up fucking sucks. It's terrible. And that was when I was lifting weights and doing a lot of heavy training, it was the exact same thing. But the the feeling for the rest of the day is just immeasurably better than doing nothing. So it's, it's like, worth yeah. it. The thing, the thing that I like, right, because like obviously I recently, with my mental health, or just I'm not going to go into it on the podcast, yeah. but you know what I, like our private discussions, you know where yeah, my yeah, head yeah. was at now yeah, yeah. that I was quite a while. Now, obviously everything's different, new job, fucking wrestling's back. I'm Things are on the back. upswing for you. Yeah, yeah. I'm like fucking, as you can tell, I'm fucking feeling quite good. Like... It was pe- like during that period, it was like I was generally all right, but I might be fucking my depression or anxiety would kick in. And then I'm like, fuck it, I'm gonna go to the gym. Fucking go to the gym. By the end of it, I'm like, fuck yeah, come home. But it's like fucking like something. But the problem is, like, obviously with the mental health, sometimes it can fucking take ages for you to get to sleep because your mind's constantly racing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I feel like I just need sleeping meds just to get through because the the thoughts just keep on fucking coming. Like, it's sometimes it obviously makes you feel tired, and you can generally get to sleep a bit easier, which is not too bad. But that was at a period where, like, when I was going through my bad thing, I wasn't even on meds. Yeah, right. And for the people out there that are suffering, yeah, oh please, please communicate and hang in there, like. Work through it. Yeah, push through it. Trust me. You'll do yourself a favor by going to see a GP. Get yourself on a mental health plan. Get yourself on the right meds. See a counselor, a psychologist. Talk to someone if you have to. Just trust. Uh, Even if it's a friend, someone, a family member, a teacher, whatever it is. Yeah. Right. Because it, it will eat you like <laughs> inside. It will just tear you apart. I, like, I almost think that I, I probably almost would have, if I didn't have, like, the friends that I had, right, and, and, like, the girl that I'm interested in that I told you about, yeah? Yeah. The one that's, like, interstate. Yeah. Uh, I probably either wouldn't be here or I'd be a lot worse off and I probably wouldn't, um, I probably wouldn't have been in my new job at this point in time. Yeah, you're, you're ball and chain. <laughs> She's not ball smart ass. <laughs> hoping that one day but yeah hey well what's next for you what's what's coming up apart from the wrestling what's coming up for you uh, sorry what was that apart from the wrestling what's coming up for you mate just work are you just working when are you gonna start streaming again i honestly don't know because i i've got zero motivation to stream because i had a little bit of an issue I think, like, obviously, I had that initial issue happen, and then around that time, something else happened, and people pissed me off, and I'm just like, I've got zero motivation to stream. It's not totally their fault, but it's like, I'm kind of like, nah, I probably need to have time off. Um, but do you I'm reckon like, you, wa- do you want to get back into streaming? Not anytime soon, in all honesty, but the funny thing is, I recently joined a stream team <laughs> as well. Very good, yeah. Yep. And then one of, I think the main member or one of the members actually um, managed to, I think, achieve, I'm pretty sure, partner. And then, yeah, I got the official invite to the stream team. So it was like, there are stream teams out there that aren't, like, they are stream teams, but they're not official. Like, you jump on Facebook, it's like team whatever. So I am actually a part of one of those now. Yeah, wow. Exciting. So... Shout out to uh, oh, more shout outs. <laughs> Do you know what? Whilst, whilst we're at this, I think we're coming to the end of the show today. Just re remind everyone where they can find you, and the the maybe Yuri can come back for a quick little moment and talk about the wrestling again. Oh, dude, I would love to. Um, guys, uh. All right, if you want to hear my podcast specifically, go to KS Slowburn. 
www.podbean.com. It can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and uh, and YouTube. All right, so you can go ahead and find me on Twitter and Instagram at Yuri the Black. Oh, sorry, at Yuri the Black. Um, and then on Facebook, search for Yuri the Black. It'll be like Yuri Black Pro, Re- Pro Wrestling Manager slash Twitch Streamer or Twitch Affiliate, something along those lines. Smash a like and a follow. I love hearing from people. Like, share, subscribe, comment. Um, like, as well as that, I, I, I can't recommend enough guys look for gcw on facebook aiwf australia and um premier pro wrestling or ppw smash likes uh their g at gcw brand at ppw nation on insta okay a lot um, of shout outs yeah. <laughs> you've been going for like a minute and a half <laughs> just when is it's the next like, wrestling oh, event that you're going to be part of what's the date all right it's going to be GCW versus PPW Vendetta at the Sunbury Memorial Hall on the 1st of May, guys. Come down, check it out. The most, um, the, uh, at the moment, there's only been one match advertised, and that is for the AIWF Australian Championship, which uh, the champion, Zane Zodiac, who's a GCW wrestler, will wrestle a PPW wrestler by the name of Cletus Blood. Um, you'll see me, you'll see those guys, and you'll see a number of others on the show. Um, very it's exciting. Be a great night. Looking forward to it. Oh, very exciting, man. Yeah. Well, let's uh, wrap it up. This has been... .com.podcast, whatever it's called. <laughs> that was such a terrible gag, but... I'm proud of myself nonetheless. Dude, it's been real. Uh, well, I'll have you back at some point. I'm a bit booked out. Thank you for having me on the podcast. I, I, I appreciate it. I mean, like, my actual character would say the pleasure's all yours for having me. Yeah. Right? But, but me as George, the pleasure, like, the pleasure's mine. Thank you for having me on the show. No worries. All right. See you around, everyone. Bye-bye.